Hello, colleagues. Hello, friends. And welcome to The Corporation, the podcast that's too fun to fail. This is the show where I speak to employees of Hogswood Cooper Media, the worldwide conglomerate that owns everything from construction firms to tabloid magazines. Each episode, I strive to learn about and celebrate the folks who work for the many subsidiaries of this remarkable company. I'm your host, Dean Ardenfell, and I'm required to state that I am not employed by Hogswood Cooper. But boy, am I a fan, and I think you're going to be too. So let's get into it, shall we? My first guest needs no introduction. She's a Grammy Award-nominated pop sensation whose hit single, Sexy Time 123, stayed at the top of the charts for most of last year. She's also partnered with Hogswood Cooper to bring the world her own line of perfume, designer handbags, and naturopathic healing gemstones. As you probably know, she's currently planning her wedding to NASCAR champion Blake Dangy Jr. Please welcome Palmera Wetz. Palmera, it's a thrill to have you here. Hi, Dean. It's great to be wow. here. Wow, I am just uh, starstruck right here, right now. Um, uh, it seems like, based on your Instagram, that you're trapped in your home by your pool for most days here during the, the pandemic. How are you holding up? Oh, God. You know, it's rough. Um, but I'm just so grateful for the essence of this pool and the outdoors around me. I have one tree in the corner and it really just centers me if you know what I mean so yeah it's nice to connect having with a tree you. in the corner that centers you is important I feel um you've got you've got an incredible career um I, I think most people maybe don't know how you became a musician and I'd love to know I know you were on Mickey Mouse Club as a child and then it seemed just like overnight you were a full-grown woman with a music career. I know. How, how did God. that happen? Such gratitude, you know? Yeah. I think that's really what brought me here. Just putting something out into the world and just knowing it's going to come back to you so quickly. So really, gosh, you said it so well. I really just closed my eyes one night and the next morning... <laughs> There I was. So you just, it's really about putting it out there. Putting you know, it out there, it'll yeah. come back to you. Mm -hmm. Is that how, so, and when you put it out there, was that like the moment when, uh, like the producer of the Mickey Mouse Club, who also has the arm where he's like the Disney music arm, where right. he like nurtures right. uh, young girls and yeah. creates pop stars out of them. Is that when that, that person approached you? We had such a strong bond, if you know what I mean. Um, and he really guided me and kind of gave me the tools, if you will, that I needed to really succeed and know what it takes to get ahead in this business. So, so grateful for that um, Gosh, sensitivity and touch. It's just like, um, not not like on my body, but just like aura. So like, know? yeah, like he touches your spirit mm. somehow. Yeah, all the time. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So who writes your music? I know that you sometimes have some ideas for songs. Right, yeah. And those so, ideas become hit songs. How does that happen? So um, I take a lot of, uh, I get a lot of inspiration from my dreamscapes. And so when I'm sleeping, uh, something will come to me, you know, so I'll be, I'll be asleep. And in the morning, I'll remember Squirrel. And I will tell my, um, kind of my team, I'll say, you guys, I have a wonderful idea for just a song or um, just something's inspiring me, like Squirrel. And so they'll go out then to other wonderful artists who already have produced songs and then they will create something so magical based on that that inspired me. And then obviously I put voice to it. So it's just like kind of a full circle and just something so special, like a gift that I can give to other people. Right. I mean, without... 
without you, the, then the squirrel song would, would, would be nothing. It would be just an... It wouldn't even be an idea in the right. songwriter's head because they haven't had the idea. You've had the idea. Exactly. And, you know, the squirrel song is just something that I'm playing with. I think that a squirrel kind of represents everyone's like ability to run around and kind of like run up a tree and be with nature. But I'm still working on that. Sure. Um, uh, when you came up with this, with the song that was the hit of the year, Sexy Time 123, mm-hmm. what was that inspired by in your dreamscape? Sex. Oh, Okay, so it was a sex dream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had I had had like a really magical night, um, and so that that's what happened. I had a really pleasurable experience the night before, and then it just kind of stayed with me. And so that's when I woke up and I was like, sex. And it was kind of like just like oh, sex one two three. I mean, thank God because there aren't enough. I know, like really good songs about like love making. That's it, not in the way that I see it, for sure. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have uh, you also have um, perfume and designer handbags and this whole. You're a real uh, entrepreneur. This mm. naturopathic line. How did you get into that? Well, I I, re- I recognized at such a young age that I have so many gifts to give to the world. And you know, when I'm out and about and I enter a store and I think, why hasn't somebody created this uh, bag but in leather? And so, you know, these thoughts have floated around in my head for so long. And I decided that I am somebody and I want to share my body with so many other people. And so what better way to do that through than through, um, you know, physical objects like yeah. handbags. and Yeah, I mean, you can't physically share your body with the whole world. So Mm-mm, if they can take a little piece, you've tried. Mm. How, how have you? Well, like through the beauty of music and then also oh, just right. through my concerts. Um, I've seen you do concerts and sometimes you'll come right down into the front row yeah. and try to touch as many possible people as I'm, sh- I'm assuming you don't do that now. Well, not, no, things are um, kind of on hold, but as you might know, I have a YouTube series. So I do yeah. also try to um, reveal as much of myself as um, I think others will appreciate. I don't have a YouTube red account, so I haven't seen it. Mm, well, so, your company, uh, you know, owned by Hogswood Cooper, famously got $2 million in PPP loans during the pandemic, mm. despite the fact that you have no physical stores and your online businesses pretty much remained the same. Um, what do you say to people who criticize you for taking that money that could have gone to smaller businesses? <laughs> Dean, I, as I've already stated, I think that there's so much that I can bring to people. The gifts that I have go beyond a pandemic, you know, and but like at any point during the pandemic yeah. so far, has your business been in any kind of financial jeopardy whatsoever? I don't know that I would say financial, but emotional jeopardy. Okay. So you so. took the $2 million for emotional support. Well, and which I immediately, you know, turn around and then you know, give back to others in the form of emotional support through perfumes. I mean, think of what mm. smell can do to someone. You, you can take a bottle of my... Four, five, six, sex, perfume, and that... Right, you have the song, Sexy Time, One, Two, Three, and then you have the perfume, the Four, Five, of, Six, Sex. Right, and they go together. Yeah, So you hand. you listen to the song, and then you continue that journey by, by spraying mm. the scent into the air, and then as you walk through it, it calms you. I mean, can we be expecting, like, uh, an extension of this brand, a 789 of some kind? Yeah, I mean, there are so many scents in the world, and... And um, I think people are really, they need mine, you know? Oh, is what's in the bottle your scent? A part of it is, mm. yep. And how is, 
I hesitate to ask this, it might be too personal, but how is that achieved? You know, I don't really get involved in the science behind it, but I've spent many hours with a team um, working with them to help capture, you know, my my sweat and my tears and um, just kind of my aura. And I'm assuming there's like that your manager, is it Rick, the one who Mm -hmm. took you under his wing at an early age and stuff. And he's the one guiding you to sort of commodify your bodily fluids and your image and sort of every part of you, I'm assuming. He's my everything. Yeah. He really guides all the decisions. He's really put me in such a good, good place. Do you ever Um, feel like it's hard to, uh, to have an autonomous personality when every part of you has been, you know, sort of broken down for you know, capitalist gain? Mm, I have such a strong sense of self, Mm. Dean. I mean, it's radiating off of you. Isn't it? I'm so nervous. I could barely even be in your presence right now. Oh, Dean. You know, I think that you should explore some of my perfume lines. I don't know how I would feel about putting your essence on my body. It it feels too intimate to me. Dean, just give it a try. Okay. Okay. And what about these gemstones that you sell that purportedly Mm. do? I mean, I know you've been under some criticism, sued for some of the claims you're making about them, but do they really do all the things you're claiming? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, my first experience with gems was in the deserts uh, near Sedona. I found a stone out in the sand and I picked it up and I said, what can you do for me? What can I take from you? How can we work together to make my life better? And wow. Is that like a question you ask? Whenever you come into contact with an object or another human being? Oh, yes. What can you give me? Yeah. Yeah. What can I take from you? And then, you know, turn it around and and help others. It's really an incredible way of thought that you have uh, where you just say um, anything I take from anyone else can be turned around and justified by what I put out there into the world for other people. Oh, it's all about, you know, the gifts that you can give to others. Nature has so much to take, you know? Yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, this is fascinating, and and I want to keep talking about all of this, um, but we have to take a break. Folks, my second guest today will help you breathe a little easier during these uncertain times. But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from a sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Justin from Venetian Ginger Ale here. Hey, if you love to laugh, then you're going to get a kick out of reading the ingredients on corporate soda cans. If you want something better for yourself, we use all real ingredients. It's water, cane sugar, unfiltered Peruvian ginger juice, lime juice, and we brew it with cinnamon sticks right here in Vermont. Simple ingredients, people. It's easy. Visit VenetianGingerAle.com to learn more about our local history and where you can get spicy ginger ale. That's VenetianGingerAle.com. And we're back. We've been talking with pop star and entrepreneur and naturopath Palmera Wetz. And uh, now I'm going to bring my second guest into the conversation who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogsworth Cooper. He's the co-founder of Airflow Disrupt LLC, the PPE supplier that was recently acquired by Hogsworth Cooper. A self-made man, my guest saw the writing on the wall in early March of this year. So he and his step-cousin began stockpiling as many N95 masks as they could get their hands on, and the rest is history. On weekends, he cliff dives illegally. Please welcome Dag Slurge. Hello, Dag. Hi, Dean. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's fantastic to have you here. What a cool idea. So you're just acquiring these masks like by whatever means necessary. Yes, anything at Tate. So we made sure to get the masks. 
anything it takes. That's, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's what I love to hear from a, a, an up-and-coming entrepreneur, right? No matter what it takes, me and my step-cousin, we're going to get those masks and we're going to keep those masks until we can sell them at a high profit. That makes sense. Uh, I mean, we're that's businessmen. A, you are businessmen. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up your step cousin because you co-founded this business with him, and I know that he no longer works for you, and no one has seen him since June. Yes, Would he. You... Um, yes. Well, Stevenson passed away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there was a lot of uh, sort of speculation in the press that that was what had happened, but no one found uh, any information about it or a body or anything. Yeah, well, because I actually found it, but I took care of that myself. I buried him in my backyard underneath my tulips. Um, what had happened was he was not sick. I want to make that clear. Lots of people, they've been saying, hey, was he sick? But he wasn't. What had happened was we, I, it was my job to p- pile the masks up high, and I knocked them over, and they did crush him to death. We have quite a number. Oh gosh! I can't that's even why Im- no one saw the body. It was under the it was under the freaking masks. Okay, interesting. Um, that's a horrible way to go. And you know, when I think about the weight of an N95 mask, I mean, you mm-hmm. just m- must have been thousands of them. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it's a bit breezy sometimes, so they blow away real quick. So I actually I put my bowling balls on top of them. Okay, and that, that's yeah. arguably what did about 95 percent of the the uh, the cause of the. That's why he yeah. died. That seems like a like mm-hmm. an. <laughs> Like a little bit of a uh, an unstable structure to have a lot of lightweight boxes and then a lot of very heavy bowling balls at the top weighing you're, them all down. You're telling my step cousin. <laughs> um, so, well, my condolences on your loss. Um, eh. uh, what do you say to people who uh, who say that the price that you're setting is way too high? That everyone should have access to this stuff, you know, especially pe- medical professionals. I say that's ridiculous. I think you can't be too safe, and we a lot of a lot of our masks they're they're better than the ones you see people making their own masks, and that's that's not safe. You gotta buy from us airflow disruptors. That's well, me now because he died. Right, right. Um, uh, I know that. I mean, it's gotta feel good. You started in the one garage, right? Mm-hmm. And now we have like many warehouses with this stuff, and you've been yep. acquired by Hogswood Cooper. Congratulations! So you Thank must be you. doing something right. Now, I know, I hate to bring it up, but I know several area hospitals have reported uh, thefts of, like, thousands of PPE items and then accused you guys of stealing it. But I'm assuming that that was, what, hospital mismanagement or something like that? No, I stole those masks. Oh, okay. And I'm Um, proud of it because it's hard to steal from a hospital. I've been trying for years, and we just barely perfected it. It's a bit of a step back because... uh, Steveson, he was yeah. the he used to drive the. I don't have a license, so now I have. To, I can only take as much as I can run with. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is not what I expected you to say. In fact, um, you know, I usually when I when I inquire about like you know criminal uh, deeds, uh, the person evades the question. But you came right out and, and admitted it. Are you concerned about any, anyone prosecuting? No, no Hogswood. No. They got good lawyers. They told they told me that. So okay, all right. Because they up front, they were like, "We're gonna want to. You're gonna want a lawyer up." And I was yeah, like, "Yes, okay. please." So yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they know that you were they were ill-gotten goods at that point? No. When when they acquired you? No, definitely not. No. Okay. Definitely don't. This is between us, though. Don't tell anyone I stole those. Right? Okay. Well, it is a publicly available podcast. But oh, I didn't know that. You have a microphone in your hand. Do you? I was confused. Um. I like I like where you're at. I think where you're at is very uh, zen, and and perhaps Palmera would uh, would have some thoughts about the level of calm that I'm sensing in this guest here. It just it's it's something to aspire to. I feel that both of you really have a real zen attitude about life. Oh yeah, 
I'm inspired and I'm just curious if maybe you found some of my products and that might be contributing in any way. Yes, I've been gobbling up those crystals and stuff. And mm. I really admire that you sell your sweat because I try on all the masks and I'm very sweaty. Wow. So sweat sells. It seems to me like you have what you're doing is kind of what I do, which is you are taking the gifts that are out there and then you know, sending them back out into the world, but just in a different way. So I, wow. I'm i inspired. Yeah. It's very... I'm inspiring. <laughs> you, you said it. And I'm happy where you are. You seem very calm and in a good place. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, my yeah. pool. <laughs> Speaking of being happy where you are, um, Palmera, I know that, uh, you know, you're in a pretty happy place right now because you're engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, um, tell me a little bit about Blake. Uh, he's a NASCAR champ. We all know him um, from, from that. Um, but how did you meet well, <laughs> we met at one of my concerts. Um, I was doing a performance in the uh, center of one of the races. The NASCAR center races. of the races? Like in the yeah. middle of the track? Right. I don't really know a lot about cars or yeah. NASCAR, but Blake and I have connected in just so many ways that I think are above this physical plane. So that you we haven't live like on. subsequently learned anything at all about what he does? It's like we don't even need to talk about what we do. You know, um, it's around us both what we do, but. It's just kind of an essence. Can I ask right? you a personal question? When's the last time you saw Blake? Well, I think that it probably was about March 14th. Okay. Um, so right at the start of the pandemic then. Yeah, because, you know, we both lead different lives. and But I again, like, we connect, right? So, like, I, yeah. just, I just think about him and he kind of appears to me. And I have to assume that the same is happening for him. And, and I have just so enjoyed planning our lives together and the wedding specifically i yeah it, it it seems though that i mean are you connecting with him on an astral plane of some kind like it doesn't seem like you're necessarily sharing the details of your life or even the wedding plans with him you're sort of doing it on your own right 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 dean i please don't take offense to this but mm. i i think from what i know about you 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 might not understand what it's like to be in a deep connected relationship with someone um oh absolutely i do not no, I've, yeah. I've attempted that several times and right. it always seems to be more of a one-sided uh, relationship that um, then I'm told, you know, you misinterpreted me and I, I, I get told that a lot. So the, the depth of most of my relationships are you're bothering me, go away. And so I, having a sort of mutual, deep spiritual connection with another person, I'm crossing my fingers for that. Yeah. Um, I'm also very lonely. I get that. Yeah. Well, you oh, know, wow. so I'm, I was... Stevenson, Steveson? Sure. <laughs> was Steveson your only sort of like family? He was my only step cousin. Well, that's but. Mm -hmm. But was he your only family? Um, arguably, he was the only one that was willing to help me steal from hospitals. So in a way, yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's strange to have someone who's so direct in some ways be so coy in others. <laughs> well, they call me <laughs> Toy Boy for a reason. Toy Boy. Mm -hmm. Is that a C O Y or K O I? I I don't know. I I've never had to write it down. Okay, because I thought it might be you know like like a fish thing. Like you worked it's in a sushi restaurant. It's definitely not a fish thing. Is no. that what that means? Is that what people have been calling me? <laughs> I don't know. I really, honestly, do not know. So you, ha but um, Dag, you have a cool hobby though. You, um, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, stealing from hospitals isn't the only legal thing you do. You're you're no. one of those 
guys just like standing around at the edge of a cliff waiting for the, you know, waiting for the exact right moment so you can leap off 100 feet into the water. Absolutely. Not even water. I just, I'll jump off anything you give me. As soon as we wrap up here, I'm hopping off this table, I guarantee you. Okay. So does there have to be like a liquid at the bottom if it's a certain height? Is that how you kind no, of gauge actually, it? No, actually, I don't like the liquid because sometimes there's fish in there. I don't like fish. Okay. So maybe that's where the koi boy thing came from. Um, how, it, have you had friends in the past that did this activity with you? And No. Maybe a, I am very lonely. Okay. But I have my masks, and when the people need them, they're going to come to me, and then they'll be my friends. Yeah. Yeah, so when and you- You guys are my friends now. I'm not sure. Huh? What? I bought your sweat. What? You bought her well, sweat? In a perfume. You did, then. You, you bought it. Yeah. When I send my product out into the world, it's, it's more of a one-way gift, you know? Because I have some sweat if you wanted it, but it's if you don't, it's okay. I very much doubt that your sweat- bottled and sold would sell it's for, loose <laughs> it's loose i didn't bottle it it's just <laughs> I, it's just a pile of sweat but i you do uh, you do understand that it's it's a different scenario with her right because she's you know a famous pop star famous yes i heard you knew mickey mouse that's crazy yeah yeah wow. so i don't think you're my point is i don't think your loose sweat is something <sighs> that maybe would you could commoditize but you know if i might if you put it out there and you dream it then it can be sweet so Wow. You know, good luck to you. Thanks. So, that, I mean, it's incredible that she, you're such a giving person. It's incredible yeah. that you would even say that to I him. I know. Um, so, Dag, I just want to circle back to these N95 masks. Uh, how much are you selling them for and who to whom are you selling them? It's, it's well, it's name your price starting at 10K and what? then... Um, anyone who needs them, I have, I put out a sign in my, in my lawn and then actually Hardswood was like, you gotta get rid of that. So I took that down and now I do have a storefront and they want me to lower the price a bit, but that's all in negotiation. No, nothing solid yet. Okay. So you, you're sitting on something very valuable. Yes. And you've marked it way up and Uh now you have a sort of, uh, a glut of these Mm -hmm. masks when other people desperately need them. Yes. And you're sort of sitting on them, refusing to sell them. Uh Your step cousin's dead and Mm -hmm. out of the picture. (laughs) Is there any chance that at some point you might like bring the price to a more reasonable or like give some of them back or donate some of them or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess eventually I'll need to bring it down, but I noticed you came in here not wearing a mask today. Yes. Um, I don't, don't you get so high many your own them. supply. You have so many of them. Yes. Why wouldn't you but just take if one? If I take one, that's 10K down the toilet. Cause I'm not going to I don't pay think it's it. ever going to be 10K. I really don't. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe just cause I'll give you a best friend deal, but. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, well, it's, it's really been a pleasure talking to both of you. Um, Palmera, I, I wish you well. I want to wish you well in your nuptial, upcoming nuptials. Thank you. And even, I'm. I'm afraid to ask, do you, have you even set a date or anything? It seems very nebulous. I think that the, you know, the world is going to set that for us. And so the world is going to set it for you. Yeah. yeah. What about Rick? Is Rick? Does Rick have any uh, input into your wedding? Yeah. I hadn't really thought about Rick. I'm going to check in with him because I think he, he probably would have something to say. Gosh. Do you, uh, when you talk about Rick, you get like a smile on your face that I don't see when you talk about Blake. What? No, <laughs> we just have such a good connection he's, I mean, you've he's known like this, a father to me like adult man since you were like a seven-year-old child so yeah it's a little yeah it's a little strange he's just everything that i would want um a mentor to be wow dag are you are you what are you looking for a mentor because it seems like you could use one 
Yes, I would love a mentor. Mm. If either of you are available, I, <laughs> let's mm. do it. Oh, I was suggesting her mentor, her mentor, Rick. Should you be my mentor? Oh, no. I don't give um, myself out in that way. You mean like, it sounds like you have a thing. I don't want to do You mean married? I or think I've confused I you in the a wedding little too what? much. I think I've confused you. Um, uh. You know what, folks? I really appreciate your time. Uh, I'm, I really have to, especially have to let Palmera go because I'm sure you have a thousand you. things to do. Um, I think that's about all the time we have for today on The Corporation. I want to thank my guests for speaking with me and our listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and email me at deanardenfell at hotmail.com. And remember, Dean Ardenfell is not and has never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Cheers. <laughs>